Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay to straight, black to white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm, sperm cast. Hello, hello. I'm so glad you're back for more sperm cast. If you're here for the first time, welcome to the show. Let me fill you in. I'm Molly Hawkey. I'm an actor, writer, and comedian. I'm 39, single, and I want a baby, so I'm looking for a sperm donor. Now, you, new listener, have to make a choice. We're all on a journey together. A lot has happened so far. You could stop this episode right here and start from episode one, or you could forge ahead, like, uh, like a person who picks up a book and starts it right in the middle. Your choice. Here's the recap. You're definitely a contender in my book. Sweet. On a scale of one to 10, what would you say your interest is? I would say five. I think I might be like a one. one I'm to interested. Ten. One to 10. Uh, seven. <gasps> Seriously? Yeah. How many hours are you putting into it's, them? You don't want to know. Like, I'm not timing it, but I feel like it's about 30 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a full-time job, girl. Oh, I know. I know. Do you guys think Molly would be a good mom? Absolutely. It would be fabulous. Fabulous. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that finances were not an issue. I would do it right now. No, you don't have a donor. I could go to a sperm bank if I had the ah, money and, and if I didn't ah. need to do this podcast. Oh, yeah. What's your number? Oh, uh, can we say like a 9.9? 9 or is Hell it 9.9? Yeah. 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 Whoa. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but it's also the idea of having like a rock climbing, protesting, like anti-Trump baby. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like a fun idea. I love that. Yeah. You lost that love and feeling. Something, something. Love and feeling. Damn it. I'm not good. I, I say I want to harmonize with all my guests, but I'm not really that, that good at harmonizing. That sounded, that sounded pretty good from here, but I only have one headphone and I'm driving, so, <laughs> but it sounded pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Just listening to that reminds me about how wonderful Alex is. Not to say that any of my other guests were any less wonderful, but um, God, I really have to give myself a pat on the back for surrounding myself with such thoughtful and caring funny dudes oh shoot let me also just say that if you're a friend of mine like a guy friend of mine and you're wondering why I haven't asked you yet like I know you're probably terrified that I'm going to ask you but you're also simultaneously offended that I haven't yet let me just say it's it's not because there's something wrong with you or I don't find you attractive it's probably just because 
you know, we're close friends and I know your drinking habits and I don't want to pass on a predisposition to alcoholism to my child. Not that you're an alcoholic. I'm just saying, you know, I have to tread carefully. Or, you know, maybe one night we had a, a, a fling and I don't want there to be any potential for blurred lines in the future. Or maybe you're super pale and I've got skin cancer in my family and I need to avoid you for my baby's sake. It's genetics, okay, guys? And I am a master of genetics. You know, if you've made it this far, you know that I know genetics. Anyway, should we get on to this next guest? Well, he's got an interesting story. I heard from this person over email. He's an anonymous sperm donor who lives in Colombia. Like the country, not the... Where There's another Colombia in the United States somewhere. Anyway, here's what he wrote to me. When I saw your podcast, I was intrigued because you and I are on the opposite ends of the equation, but I've never actually talked with someone like yourself who's wanting to receive donor sperm. Being a donor has made me process a lot of things, but I've kind of wanted to be able to talk to someone like you. I know there's many things I haven't fully thought about because I don't know who my sperm would be going to. Well, he flew all the way to Los Angeles just to talk to me. Just kidding, he's here for work. But anyway, we used to run in the same circles back at I.O., but we never actually met or talked to each other. So, here we are. He's 39 years old, same age as me, and uh, I have no idea what to expect. My first question to you is, are you anonymous right now, or do you want your name out there? I can put my name out there, that's fine. So I'm Isaac Woodby. Oh, hi Isaac Woodby. <laughs> Where'd you come from? How did? Are you a listener? What's the, what's the scoop? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I know you from IO yes. back in the day, but we never really talked. Right. And I think I just started seeing our mutual friends, like sharing your podcast. Like, or, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause I remember the bachelor thing and I was like, oh, I'll take a listen. I, I have nothing to do that night. And, and I ended up binging the entire thing. <laughs> I was like, this is so interesting. Cause I'm going through similar things so tell us a little more about that you're 39 years old Mm -hmm. and how are you going through similar things (laughs) well uh i am a sperm donor a sperm donor (laughs) (laughs) and uh i i started back in august like actually starting the donations but wait yeah where do you live i live in medellin colombia that's how you say that Yes. It's not Medellin? Not Medellin, not Medellin, Medellin. Because wow. they're the Paisas. That's what they call themselves. Paisas. The double L is like a je oh, sound. Oh, very sexy. Yeah. So it's Medellin. <laughs> Do you speak a Spanish? Sí. Si. Si puedo hablar. Wow. But, oui, but, yeah. I, get, but I get like super subconscious Ay, Dios about mio. it. Uh, how long have you lived out there? Um, June 11th, it'll be three years. Wow. Okay, so you live in Colombia. Why'd you move there? Well, after I graduated college, like, I don't know, I was in a part of a Christian service fraternity and I wanted to keep building into people's lives. And uh, someone challenged me about sponsoring kids. And I thought like, oh, you know what? There's kids that are in need and I want to continue living what I was modeling, like in college of building into to young guys and seeing them grow and have value in their lives. And so it just like pressed on my heart to be like, I don't know where my source of income is, but $27 a month is nothing, uh, you know, when it could impact someone else. And that's so I thought like, it'd be cool if I sponsored a kid who was, you know, young and like a boy in South America, South or Central America. So I could actually uh, maybe go visit him someday. 
And I went onto the website and they have like profiles of kids and there was a kid named Isaac. I was like, oh, who's that? And it was a little seven-year-old boy uh, who plays soccer and he's from Columbia. So I was like, we're both Isaacs. Let's do it. (laughs) So I started sponsoring him. And then uh, I lived out here for like seven years and then moved back to Cincinnati in 2012. Well, 2011. And started my company, Monster Truck Ninja. Okay, we need more about that <laughs> soon. But <laughs> want like that? Can well, you give it a guess, Molly? What Monster <laughs> Truck Ninja might be? Um, okay, it's a. Wait, okay. Are you a truck? Are you a mechanic? Definitely not. <laughs> Is it an I, app? Wait, no. a traveling ninja that goes door to door and. Um, <sighs> Monster Truck Ninja. Is it an energy bar? No. Yeah. <laughs> is it more conceptual based or are you yeah. offering a product? A service. <laughs> a, ser- a service. This is yes. your company. Yes. You don't repair monster trucks dressed no. as a ninja. It's a service. <laughs> is it web design? No. You guys are really <laughs> well, suffering. T-shirt. It's a t-shirt company. A t-shirt no, company? Oh, no. A truck, design- a truck painting company that all- everybody wears ninja clothes. <laughs> okay, what to. is it? <laughs> we-, uh, uh, we design and animate motion graphics for TV, film, oh, and advertising. Okay. Yeah, I was very close, yeah. I feel. Yeah, no, you were great. I, I was really stuck. So I was I was a, a freelance uh, designer animator while I was here. Very cool. And so when I moved back, I started the company, and so now we we do that. I love it. Oh, okay. So then you were doing that in Cincinnati, and then yeah. So I started the company there, 2012. I ended up uh, uh, it was through a ministry called Compassion International, and they it was the first time they were having a group trip down to Columbia because they mm-hmm. viewed it as safe enough. So when the opportunity came up. Like I went down there. We went to Barranquilla, which is a coastal town where Shakira is from. <gasps> Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> There's a super awkward, large, like metal statue of her. Oh no! Um, wow. You know that? I was like, what? you have to be told that it's her, and she's holding a guitar. But I never really imagined her as a guitar player. But I didn't really know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't like... know that she does it. Oh yeah, she's skilled. But uh, <laughs> so I went down there and I met him for the first time, and it was like. We, they rented out a water park and they mm-hmm. had all the kids like in a bus and they put us like in this area and they gave um, the kids signs with their names, our names on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they all came running in and he was the, at the time, he was actually now 15. Wow. And so obviously it was easier to spot him because he was way taller than <laughs> everyone else. But like as soon as he we spotted each other, like. He just ran up and just hugged me and buried his head into my shoulder. And I lost it. I just was like weeping. And it was just like, I don't know. I got really, we got really bonded. Wow. And, you know, he told me that he always viewed me like a father. We spent the entire day together playing, you know, like it was the first time seeing the beach because he lives in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And I even got to like baptize him in the ocean because he like said they like, I'm a Christian now. So I want to like... You know, I was like, do you want to be baptized? And it was it became this whole beautiful thing that, I don't know, like, my heart just got tied to his. Yeah. Then when we, like, had to part, we were, like, the very last on the bus. And I'm, I'm like, shaking as I'm, as I'm leaving. And I'm just like, I have a son. Like, uh-huh. it was like, it felt like, yeah, we were just connected. And so six months later, I came, I wanted to reconnect with him. And so I came back on a special trip, uh, individual trip to Medellin, uh-huh. uh, where he was, cause I wanted to know where he lived, his context and everything. 
So I did that. And I started feeling like as I'm going around the city, it's the city of eternal spring. It's always spring all year long. Come on. Wow. Like it's awesome. Like the area produces the most amount of flowers in the world. Like all the exports from there. A lot of coffees in that like state or department. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just gorgeous and beautiful. It's like in a mountain Valley. Um, I love it. And I was like, I'm like, why is my heart like fluttering? <laughs> Fast forward a year, like the next year, I had a really big project that we did for AAA and it provided an opportunity for me to go down and test whether I could produce remotely because we had a lot of freelancers working in London or Britain, mm-hmm. uh, like London or Belgium, LA, etc. So I'm like, well, why can't I be mobile? And he's about to graduate. So let me get to know him even better before, you know, they potentially cut off communication and I spent a two and a half months down there like fell in love with the city after a time of searching I was like well where do I want to have a studio I wanted to relocate it out of Cincinnati I considered New York Nashville coming back to LA but I was just sitting at my eating a camel burger with my friend <laughs> which are crazy delicious really camel yeah. is it like gamey like a... no no oh. it's like it's almost like a like like a bison or buffalo burger oh. so it's like juicy but lot lean mm. so, molly's a vegetarian but i'm like <laughs> sounds good to me <laughs> that's okay i used to, i i used to love meat okay <laughs> um and all of a sudden i was like i'm moving to medellin and i want to start my production company there and that was three years ago and uh we've grown to like 10 people and wow you know we've worked with like espn humana bridgestone like reality shows here and it's just been it's been great so um and it's and i also wanted to be close to him and so we we got to hang out we would hang out every other weekend yeah and is he still around now or is he has he moved he he actually lived with me for five months wow because uh he sold him and his mom sold mangoes uh mm-hmm. outside of high schools mm-hmm. but they lost their home and uh his mom and his younger sister had to move in with his aunt, but they didn't have room for him. And uh, so I ended up uh, letting him stay in one of my extra rooms. Yeah. And he now, he moved out. Uh, and he's living with a cousin in another city. But he's he's working and, you know, so it's it's a good good thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Um, so it's interesting that you felt the need to be a father to this child that you weren't related to, but that you now are a sperm donor to people that don't know their actual biological father. Yeah. So can you tell us first how you decided or why you decided to donate sperm? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think it's a couple of things that have all kind of come together at one time, you know, and uh, part of it, um, it sounds weird to say, but, uh, had to do with my dog, uh, Andy Pipkin, who's this awesome, amazing Boston Terrier. Did you write uh, write his name in your email? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, he yeah. pass away recently? He passed away. Aww. And the thing is, I had always wanted to breed him because he was awesome. Aww. Like, he just was the freaking best dog. And I didn't care, like, who had their his puppies. It was yeah. more like, he's an awesome little dog, and I want people to be blessed. <laughs> yeah. And um, But the thing is, he started getting uh, tumors. Uh-huh. Ultimately, like long story short, um, I was going to bring him down, but his health started failing. 
Oh, Andy, was, Andy Pipkin was up here. Yeah, Aww. he was staying with my parents. And they they thought that, like, you know, part of his problem might be that, like, his prostate was enlarged. And so he had to, they were, like, recommending him to get neutered. And I'm like, oh. but I, I want to, like, mm-hmm. and it just, I just realized that the goal that I had for him wasn't going to happen because I didn't really take in consideration the timing. And I just thought, oh, it'll, it'll happen someday. It'll happen someday. And, um... Then it didn't happen, and I think that you see yourself and your your dog in some ways, mm-hmm. and it just kind of like put the spotlight right back on me. I'm like, I do that to myself. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's gonna happen someday. Yeah, we all do that. You know, and you know, I started thinking about that, and um, and then, you know, and like, and I had I had been dating this girl for seven months. And that did not work out <laughs> at all. And it just in was... In L.A. or Columbia? In Columbia. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't... Uh, I've never really had relationships because mm-hmm. I've always been sort of entrepreneurial. It's the, you know, that's the sacrifice sometimes of being in, whether you're pursuing acting or whether different things in your career. You get so focused on that that sometimes, like, you know, you don't have make room for relationships. And I was that more of that person. Yeah. Um. So that happened. Then I had <laughs> three months of constant diarrhea. Oh, fun. Yeah. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. When my, you're, you look great when you've got diarrhea. Yeah, I lost. I looked really sexy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What'd but, you have, a bug? Um, ultimately, yes. But like the thing is, I had two things because I had like some antibiotics that gave me that wiped me out and mm-hmm. I had this crazy explosion of bad like bacteria yeah that was doing a number on me but then that was treated but it still had the problem mm-hmm. and then no one knew what it was and they started saying like well you might have hiv what and i was just like like I, like three different doctors like that was their go-to thing i was like you know like what the fuck so that like all because of diarrhea yeah because sometimes <laughs> i gotta get tested well, well, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, how is that connected? But like sometimes when your immune system is failing and you're more susceptible to those like bacterial infections and and so they're like, we need to test you for everything. And like so I had to go in for an HIV test. I mean, just like like I mean everything was flashing before my eyes. Mm-hmm. And um ultimately like that came back negative and then they told me, Oh, we found parasitic eggs. I'm like Oh, thank you, God. (laughs) It's always nice, even when you feel awful, it's always nice to know what it is that's making you sick. Yeah. Because I I I haven't talked about this, but I have um, a problem with my digestive system. I I get nauseous all the time, basically. And I'm always, I've just never been able to figure out what it is. Hey, guys, do you want to know the story of my gut? Well, it's nothing too scary. I just have a nice, close relationship with nausea. Since I was a kid, I've always had motion sickness. There wasn't a family road trip that didn't involve pulling the station wagon over for a quick puke. In college, I would get really bad heartburn and pop a Zantac 75 before each night of drinking. But then again, that may have been the drinking. About four or five years ago, the heartburn turned to nausea, and I was ill for a little while. I could barely eat, and damn, did my body look fine. I got an endoscopy and was told I had GERD, a hiatal hernia, and some ulcers. I managed that discomfort with some Prilosec and then eventually Nexium. Cut to ten months ago, I had some sort of attack and got super nauseous again, but that time the nausea didn't go away. I got another endoscopy, and this time I was told I had gastritis. That's where your stomach lining 
understanding is inflamed. I also had an MRI and an ultrasound. I saw an ENT in case it was a middle ear problem. I saw an ophthalmologist in case it was related to vision. I stopped drinking coffee and I've stuck with that. I quit drinking alcohol for four months. That helped. I tried no gluten, no rice, no eggs, no dairy. I can't figure it out. The only common denominator is my little brain. When I'm stressed or rushed or sad, I get a little nauseous. So, I have work to do. But we all already knew that. I was, I had never been so relieved to know that I had worms <laughs> from maybe some street empanadas. Yeah. Uh, what were they called? Sure. I, I don't know what it was called. It was just some parasites. And they, I took a pill and then about three days later, it was done. Oh, oh my gosh. And, and I think. So great. So when that was like kind of cleared up, um, I ended up going to a fertility clinic because there was like, okay, this is, I at least need to start preparing so that if something happens like crazy like that that just catches you off guard at least I have an option because I planned so this is your way to this is your version of freezing your eggs almost yeah do you have your own sperm set aside for yourself as well I was that's where I originally went in to, uh -huh. to do that I don't um right now mm -hmm. but I would plan to do that mm -hmm. um in that conversation I just had kind of asked like so do you guys do donor stuff? Mm -hmm. Because I've always been kind of curious about it, but kind of mm -hmm. interested. Um, and uh, I looked at a California sperm bank like one time when they were putting Facebook ads about that. Oh, and I we am, don't get those ads. Yeah, not probably those, not, not as ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also was, uh, I think, a couple inches too short to be considered. Oh, yeah, their thing. How tall are you? I'm like five seven and a half. Oh, me too. Congrats. <laughs> so what do you have to be? They I want you like five ten. Their thing is five eight. I is think it it's five, at least five nine. Oh, it is interesting. Yeah. Wow. So all my other quality features are thrown out the door, and they are quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny that they do that. It doesn't feel right. But yeah, what is it? I mean, it just but, means that the women aren't buying, huh? Yeah, but apparently, um, blue eyes, blonde hair, mm -hmm. gringos are super popular in Medellin. <laughs> really? That's interesting. They yeah. go like they go like hotcakes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. I, I want to know so much more. So I, I just have a quick question. So you, you want to have children, um, yeah. and so that's why you were like, just in case. So I went in just in case, in case there was some tragedy. Like I, you know, someone close to me ended up having testicular cancer. Right. I see and, what you're and saying. It was, yeah. And it was like such a fast whirlwind thing that I'm like, you know, I'm, at the time I was like, I'm 38. I don't know if, you know, I can't plan. And I was just... After that scare, like, I just always plan for the future. And I was like, well, why am I not doing this? Mm -hmm. And and rele release my stress. And, and, and I think I started also getting to a point with, like, dating where, you know, I was front-loading relationships of, like, is, would I want this girl to be my wife and my kids? And, like, what if she couldn't have kids? Like, you sound like me. <laughs> like, when I was listening to your podcast, I'm like, I feel you. Oh my god! Oh, I I don't know guys like this. Yeah, I think that, it's a I mean, I think it might be more, uh, more common than I'm re than I've realized. But um, there's definitely a ticking clock for you guys too. Even yeah. though you know you don't have that that window <laughs> that just shuts on you right at a certain age. But but your sperm does sort of get less potent and slower and. <laughs> 
Hey, okay, so what's the deal? Is Isaac unique? Is it common? Do men have biological clocks? Well, I had a brilliant idea to go down to Hollywood and Highland and talk to strangers. Hollywood and Highland is where like man's Chinese theater is. It's also like a fancy mall and it's full of tourists from all over the world. And then I remembered I hate Hollywood and Highland and malls. And I hate people, especially tourists. So I called my good friend Brandon Storms. Yeah, that's really his name. It's Swedish or something. We met on Tinder last summer, but just ended up as friends. Anyway, Brandon was on his way out the door to meet a lady, so I quickly asked him if he and the rest of the male population had a biological clock. Here's what he had to say. Well, like, we don't have a ticking clock in the same way that a woman does, in that, like, our sperm never becomes inviable, right? We never stop making sperm there's i think there's more of a ticking clock in terms of like you want to be when you when you have a child if you want to have a child you want to like be active you want to be able to like go out and like throw the ball around or just do whatever you know you do with a kid okay hmm yeah that makes sense but i wanted to know if there was an actual innate physiological pull for men i had no choice but to turn to google and what i found was very interesting I had to call Brandon back after his date. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. How are you? How was your date? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Don't do that. <laughs> well, guess what? I just figured out. What did you figure out? That men have a biological clock. Wait. Okay. <laughs> say, say more things about that. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to. There was this one Harvard Medical School study where. Let me just read this. The older the male, the harder it is for the female to get pregnant, and the more miscarriages and more mutations the male will pass on to the child. Um, and these studies take into account the age of the female. Ooh, very interesting, actually, and kind of terrifying as I'm hearing it. I know. Sorry, I don't. Not trying to ter. I am kind of trying to terrify you. Yeah, because it's fun. Um, so this Harvard Medical School one said, uh, if a woman was under 30 and her partner was 40 to 42, there's a significantly lower birth rate of about 46% compared to those who had partners who were between 30 and 35, which was 73%. Ooh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And then if a woman was 35 to 40, she fared better in getting pregnant and carrying a baby to term with a younger partner. Mm. Okay, then I went on to try to explain to Brandon what happens to the sperm as the male gets older, but uh, I stumbled through it, so let me just explain it clearly here. As they age, men lose Leydig cells, the cells in your testicles that make testosterone, and they lose Sertoli cells, which support and nurture new sperm. As a result of this, they churn out more and more defective sperm with more mutations that get passed on to their offspring. These mutations cause difficulties in conception, fetal development, miscarriages, birth defects, chromosomal abnormalities, and other genetic diseases in children. Okay, back to Brandon Storms. Uh, honestly, like when you said biological clock, the, the terms I was thinking in were more societal based because that's how women always phrase it. Like, oh, my biological clock is ticking. But here's something interesting I found that relates to the societal pressure. So the term biological clock in regards to fertility was coined in 1978 in a Washington Post article by this dude, Richard Cohen. And it's like a very strange article. I read the article and it basically like, this is the end of liberation for women. Okay. 
oh, here's the, the, but more than that, I recognized that I had been something other than a dispassionate reporter when I was going around asking women about their biological clock. I was getting aid and comfort from their answers. There was something about their situation that showed more or less that this is where liberation ends. This is where a woman is a woman, biologically, physiologically, uncontrovertibly different. It, I, I don't know, it just feels like this was kind of put all on women's shoulders when it's actually, they, they and there hasn't been that much research done to show that like, actually men do also have this biological clock. Sure, I mean, that makes perfect sense because like, we're like, oh, well, what do we, as a, as a man, as men generally, we're like, well, what do we do? How do we regain control over these women who are trying to assert themselves and who are trying to like take time and like focus on careers and we go, well, let's exploit something that we think that, that we all want or biologically we all need. And let's tell them that they need to do it by a certain time and really hammer that home. Yeah. And that'll be a way to like stifle their dreams, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a very classic guy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting stuff. So is it possible that society has convinced women that they're responsible for fertility when in fact male fertility contributes much more than we previously thought? Maybe. You know, perhaps one day when this podcast is a little bit more well-known and respected, I'll be able to get some actual doctors on here to, 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 to give me the facts. But for now, something to think about. Okay, now back to Isaac. Guys... Come on, focus up. Um, so, so it wasn't you weren't doing it to make money. No. Um, they, Can you tell well, us what? Yeah. So they um, in Colombia they they are not permitted to pay you. Get out of here! You're doing this for free. Uh, yes, but <laughs> they they do pay you for your travel. So ultimately, I get eighteen dollars mm. difference. And I actually told them I don't want to be paid, and so I'm taking that any of that money that. They, they have to pay for the travel because they're legally obligated to, mm. and I'm legally obligated to take it. Um, but I'm not touching it. I'm setting it aside because I wanted, if I have it, I would rather do something significant with it, you know, to know that like, because I, I didn't want it because if one of those kids ever find me, yeah, I don't want them to ever feel like it was a transaction that I did it for money. I, this is intentional for me. Wow. Like I'm very like. I'm doing this. Does on any of it have to do? I mean, I'm sure there's a small part of it that has to do with um, your ego and wanting, you know, world domination. <laughs> no. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, so how did you transition into actually just donating sperm? Well, I just started asking the question and... Uh, they initially don't take people over 35, um, mm. but they usually, like, that's not the normal standard, but they usually take it between 35 and 40. And I don't have, I have a phenotype that's very popular, you know, because it's, 
and I, I think the one thing that's kind of a little weird is that when I run into other donors and you realize that they're donors, they're all a bunch of blonde dudes. How do you realize it? Do you guys talk about it? Because they have a cup. <laughs> oh, you mean, oh, cup you, I thought fill. you meant like you're at the bar. At a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm curious, like, what do you feel you're doing when you're giving sperm? Like, what do you feel like you're just doing a, a good service for people who want to have kids? Or is it something about, like, your legacy? You feel like you're spreading your seed? I think it's a little, it's, it's, a, it's a weird mix. For one, like, I think sometimes, like, I get down on myself, you know, Mm -hmm. because of relationships and, like, things not working out. And seeing how I've made choices that just keep me from relationships. And there's a part of me that, like, I don't know, it kind of feels like the dad throwing the kid from the burning building. It's like, I can't (laughs) save myself, I can save you! (laughs) Like, there's a little bit of that. That's really a funny (laughs) metaphor. (laughs) And, And, you know, but I also... I've had family members that have dealt with infertility in the in, in vitro and mm-hmm. like or it not happening for many years mm-hmm. but then finally happening or and I don't know like I just had a lot of feel like also compassion for people who are struggling on multiple levels for yeah. different reasons so I think there's part of also wanting to help um there's a curiosity it's like oh that'd be so cool like what would they, what would yeah. they look like yeah <laughs> Well, I, so I have a question kind of about that. Um, do you know how many have been used? No. Well, yes. Zero right now. Okay. Oh, Um, interesting. But it's, but like, uh, so what happens is, well, now at my first, my first (laughs) brood batch, I don't know what it's called. Um, is a school is on the market. Um, so right before I came back to the U.S., um, I took the like the blood work test and all that kind of stuff to take the first group out of quarantine. So when you donate, it goes into quarantine. Okay. Because they have to make sure that you kept yourself safe and clean and everything for a period of time. So because they want to make sure that they can guarantee. Got you. Because some things wouldn't show up in a blood test um... for up to six months. Right. 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 So. So once they do the six-month test, anything before that six-month period is now available to be, like, Got gotcha. you. So this was... So you, so you started doing this in August. Yeah. So you don't, you don't so there's know about what's like, up yet. There's probably about two babies worth <laughs> market. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And so, do you, so is there a limit for you, number one? Yes. And in Colombia, is there... Um, do they put a limit on how many times you can... Yes. Or people can purchase... Because I know they do here. Yes, Tommy. Um, so it's 10. In Colombia? Yeah. It's like 30 here. Yeah. That's how many people can get his sperm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, okay, so max. Max 10 by Colombian 10 law. kids. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, and a quick yeah. one. I'm going to go pee real quick. Oh, okay. Wait, so <laughs> you have only, you've only donated once? No, not, not I mean, donated was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you I've, said I've you gone have... multiple times to the clinic. <laughs> Wait, how do you? How many times have you gone? Uh, probably probably upwards of forty <laughs> to the clinic to okay. do the deed. Yeah. Okay. I didn't understand this. Okay. Okay. okay wait. So you only have two batches there. Right. So does that mean that you need all of? You have to do the deed that many times in order to make two batches. Um, no. Okay. Well, so I have to do it a hundred <laughs> times. I need to, I need to go in and give a hundred samples. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, it's, it's not, 
And everyone says, you like, have oh, to. Yeah. Um, they, that's what they ideally want because the thing is, is they want about eight to 10 samples per kid, like per okay, donor attempt. Okay, you have attempt. 10 kids, so that's you know, 100. You know, because the thing is, it doesn't, like if they're, I don't know if they're injecting it into the woman. <laughs> right. You um, don't know when, when one of us gets, when a female gets IUI or IVF, they don't, they buy multiple vials of sperm, um, because they don't know if it's going to work. Right. So they want like eight to 10. Yeah. So I've done probably about like after the quarantine, like, cause after like any, anything that's before six months, I, so I have about two kids worth. <laughs> Let's say you have to make 10 vials per kid. That's 10. I'm sorry to be so okay, but that's 10 sessions of jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, In a really sterile room with a vinyl chair. And that feels like you're like hanging out and waiting for the doctor to come in, but you're bored. So oh you're like, God. well, well, no one's here. I might as well just. Um, do, uh, do you use anything to assist? I try oh. not to because it feels super creepy. Like I, I try to get in and out as quick as i can yeah you know some, because do you find yourself having a mental block sometimes or uh yes <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it it especially happens when i know that there's a line oh, outside no. the door and like there's people waiting that's when you're like oh my gosh there's someone waiting and wondering like what's taking me so long but um oh my god but that's what i think because when i'm there's someone in front of me like it's it's the worst that's the worst awkward most part about it is knowing when there's a guy in front of you oh. and you have to go into that room afterwards oh my gosh and try not to touch anything yeah no no oh um, boy amanda did you hear any of this oh yeah this whole room is mic it's playing in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> i have speakers in the bathroom <laughs> But, oh, he's but, done it. He's already done it forty times. It, that's a and lot. so that's just about two kids worth. That's crazy. I see. I that's that's, that's four kids worth. No, oh, four but kids. two kids are now available two. outside oh, of quarantine. I see. Yes. Is yes, this yes. a Colombian thing or is this how it is in America too? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a sperm donor in America. Mm. Yeah. Dot dot dot. But um, uh, no, like, and it's the the thing is I. They want you, you have, um, you have to wait at least a minimum of two days or, and you can't wait, go longer than seven days because you that can't go longer than seven like, days. Yeah. Like, cause it affects the sperm count after, after that point. So they want like, that's the healthiest amount of sperm. Oh, like, cause they want a certain amount of sperm. Like, wow. So your potency is best if you collect within two to seven days. Right. Wowie. And the thing nice. is, since they want a hundred samples and uh and you have to wait in between you know on your yeah, own time I, you're not allowed to i i keep it between diddle. two and a half three days <laughs> <laughs> so um it's wow. a little but I, I usually go in like tuesdays and friday mornings and in between you're a, not supposed to no on your own that decreases so, the potency right no, so you. So this is a big commitment. I always thought of it as something so casual. Oh yeah, no. like you could go once. It can be super stressful. I can get really cranky. And it, and is it this way for? Yeah. I know you're not an American sperm donor, but um, do you think it's the same way in the U.S.? Like yeah, you can't just go in and do it once no, and it's, it's over. It's, no, it's a biolog. I mean, it's they're wanting a certain sperm count. This is how our our junk works. So you know? we, oh so. 
I was asking about the maximum, but there's this is the minimum as well. This is what you have to do. 10 babies worth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least, I, 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 that's, that's what the cl- their clinic Right, I'm going to find out about the U.S. That's super interesting. Yeah. I had no clue. I thought it was literally like you walk in, <laughs> you do it, and then you get $10 and you... Well, Alex be, said it was a thousand. A thousand dollars? Yes, he said I that last be, week. Not per. I'd be making bank. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, you could be. Wow. hundred sessions. Uh, I know. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. What? No, but the the thing is, is it like, it 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 is, and I was surprised at what a like a physical commitment it is. Yeah. You know, just because like, you know, guys, you're just like I'm stressed, I'm bored, I'm lonely, you know, or whatever. It's like. And I can't do anything about it. I have to wait till I go to a sterile room, like in the morning. It's super uncomfortable. Oh, interesting. So, but what about if you have a girlfriend or something? Oh, yeah, dude. Well, she can wait. Oh, whoa. Wow. Wait a year? Yeah. (laughs) No, that, really? Yeah. I'm serious. I made a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, to me, like, it's that this is the existence of 10 kids. But you could do... Um, Tuesday with uh, the, the right after sperm bank, <laughs> no Tuesday with the sperm bank. And then three days later, or two days later with, um, uh, your lady and no. then two days later mm-hmm. with, because here's the thing bank. is I also have a time limit of trying to do it before or while I'm 40. <gasps> and so that like right now I have, you know, if you're looking at a hundred samples and you can go twice a week. Uh huh. You, you gotta know, get it done. That's like fifty weeks. Wow. Fifty-two weeks. In okay. A year. Well, ladies, if you're out there listening, wait until he's forty <laughs> and then hit him up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's gonna be open for business. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Now I'm very, very curious to know how it goes down in the U.S. Me I too. feel like that's gotta I don't be think priority. US guys, I don't think U.S. guys would be down. I think like what? No, nah, dude. We have to get an American donor on. Yeah, and we also have to take a field trip to the California cryobank. We should. I want to go. That'd be really fun. I imagine it like a big, tall, grand library where they had the ladders where you could yeah, sail me- around the oh, room. yes. I was thinking just like... Okay, so I dropped the ball. I should have tried to contact somebody at California cryobank the second I finished that interview, but I didn't. So here's what I learned from the internet but it's it's legit guys okay okay here we go so at california cryobank you have to pass a few basic requirements you have to be a minimum of five foot eight 19 to 38 years old you cannot have had any male partners in the last five years which is you know kind of fucked up Uh, so gay men cannot donate sperm you have to currently be attending or have graduated from college. You have to be in good health and you have to be legally allowed to work in the United States. Once you've passed these basic requirements, you move on to the screening process where they test you for infectious diseases. They give you genetic screening and they learn about your family history. You may also have to meet with the medical director of the sperm bank who will judge your personality and looks. I mean, they don't say it like that, but that's kind of how it seems from what I'm reading. Uh, then you have to have a trial jizz and then you have to wait for that to come in. And this is all before you get paid. And what do you get paid? 100 to 125 bucks per jerk-off sesh. But hold on, there's more info. The acceptance rate at these sperm banks is less than 1%. And if you get rejected, they don't even tell you why. You just have to wonder for the rest of your life or go out and get some genetic testing on your own, even though they might have just been judging you on your nose or your ear size. Okay, so anyway, once you make it to the fun part, you're required to make a sperm deposit once a week for a year. Crazy. And you're not allowed to ejaculate two to three days before you make that deposit. 
So if you're making the maximum of three deposits per week, then you have teeny tiny windows after each deposit in which you can, you know, jerk off or, you know, have sex. So it's tough on relationships if you got one of those. But worth it for $1,200 a month and the joy that you're going to bring another family. Okay, and so you do you have a personal limit or do you, or is 10 good for you? I think I was disappointed with 10. You wanted more? <laughs> I think so. Oh. I was like, cause it, well, like, you can always do it here while you're in town. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know how many I wanted. Mm. Like, But I, I remember watching, I think, Delivery Man. It's so funny because Alex brought this up in our last interview. And I watched the trailer last night. It looks so good. Have you seen it, Amanda? No. <gasps> it's oh hilarious. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, it's super funny. It. And like... I, <laughs> Can I tell I, her a little about it real quick? Yeah. Um, Vince Vaughn donated sperm when he was in his 20s or early 20s or something. And they had a, a, a mix-up at the sperm bank. And they ended up giving his sperm to 533 people. Oh so he's God. got 533 kids. And then he goes around trying to save all of them and be their guardian, guardian yeah. angel. Wow. And, I was like, this is amazing and horrifying, <laughs> but kind of amazing. Wow. And um, I also have a really big crush on Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. So do you, you, do, you do? Oh, I'd get that sperm for sure. Oh, my God. I love him so much. Do you know him? No, no, no. But he does feel like he could be. He has um, Lund energy. Like, oh. he seems like he could be one of my uncles. Oh, yeah. He could be. I don't want to say that I'm attracted to my brothers, but he could be a brother. Yes. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. But, yeah. If you, you know any, if you know anybody that knows him. You want that sperm? I want that sperm. <laughs> I, Honey, I bet you can get it. Bad news, you guys. I got an alert on my phone that Vince Vaughn was arrested for a DUI this weekend on the border of Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach. I mean, are you kidding me? Why do all the men I'm attracted to have to live in beach towns? I cannot catch a break. Yeah, I think that actually you you guys would make a good-looking baby, Although too. he is massive. Sorry to it's make this guy. not about you right he's now, but guy. how tall is he? Uh, oh, he's got to be like 6'4", at least. No, that I think he'm like nine, six, six, seven. Nine, nine, uh, four? Nine. Seven, three. I think it's 7'3". I think he's... No, do you? No, no. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have a four-foot-tall baby. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, um, so you were watching Delivery Man. You thought, oh, my God, this is uh, terrifying. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a little much. That'd be... <laughs> I would draw the limit at least at 500 for sure. <laughs> no, but uh, I think the other thing that, um, you know, one of the reasons that was motivating as I was kind of thinking about it is that I have a couple cousins that are adopted. Definitely. Well, they don't know their biological parents. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of things for them is identity and not knowing where they're from, their, their origin. And I think I was honestly a little just like disappointed that it, it's anonymous there. Like you can't, it's closed. Oh, you can't. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Even yeah. with your consent, there's right. no option. Interesting. So, so, wow. and you know, and I think that like a lot of people and I've heard stories of just them finding their donor dads and they just want nothing to do with them. They didn't, they're not like, Oh, I've got a family now. You're not a part of this. And, mm. and, and I think one of the things that's important for me and I think for anyone that is considering donating is that if you're doing that, you got to put space in your heart for those kids. Mm -hmm. You know, like to me, I know that like I would be praying for them my entire life, even mm -hmm. if I never meet them. Mm -hmm. And I hope I, I do hope they would find me, you know, and I probably I mean, would... you could put flyers up around town <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, but I might even do like the little DNA testing thing. Like, you can let me hear if you want. Hover. That's oh, right. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So now, I mean, how can you really be anonymous anymore with yeah. all of these Ancestry.com type sites? Yeah, and 23andMe. Right. 
yeah i think that's kind of over yeah someone who's like you're a religious person i'm assuming from the ministry that you've done (laughs) like you're a christian yeah does that matter to you that you don't know how your kids the kids might be raised you know um the thing is is that like and i I had to think about that you know because i think a lot of christians be like but if you don't know that they're raising in a Christian household and all this kind of stuff. And, right. But it's like, you know what? I, I got to a point, like, but you can't control it even when you have your own kids. That's yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. And, and mm-hmm. the thing is, is it like, and, and this is what I got to for me personally, is that I'm like, you know what? I know that God would love them and he's in control. And, he, and like my hope and like is that, and this would be my prayer for the rest of my life is that like, that they're being loved, they're being taken care of, and that God's giving them the best life and that God wants them to exist, you know? And and so I think like it's more about like giving over the control that I I want to have over everything and just be like, well, he's he can provide a better life than I can mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So that's it's more like that. Yeah. Mm. And you can also assume that anybody that's going to a sperm bank isn't somebody that's just taking it very lightly. They're they're going there because they really intentionally want a child. And that was a big thing for me too. Is like, yeah. I know that they're wanted. Yeah. They come from They're a not place an of, accident. No. <laughs> There's intentionality behind their existence. Yeah. You know, on on both sides from you too, which is yeah, really nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a, the one thing that's that bothers me about the anonymous thing is that i know that kids um ask like you know who's my dad do you think my dad would love me mm-hmm. like you know why like why did he do it or does he think about me and i'm like i wish i could write a letter and be like you were intentional you you're were intentional like, and you're loved yeah yeah like i do something super kind of weird and it's it's even uncomfortable awkward for me you when i tell do us it. tell us <laughs> um so when you're done, you fill out, you know, like you have to write like when the time was and uh, then you, you seal the cup and put it in and put a little drawer and you close it and you ring a doorbell so they can pick it up. But before I do it, sometimes I pray over them. Yeah. And sometimes I say like, all right, it's going to get really cold someday, <laughs> really soon. Uh, but when it gets warm, swim for your life. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's like, I love you. I'm rooting for you. Good luck. I look, hope you exist. That's so Maybe great. Maybe you should get a job at the sperm bank and you can be like the resident sperm pastor. <laughs> oh my God. You can go in there. That's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's like oh, holy I think water, that's holy lovely. sperm. Yeah. Like, I bless you in the name of Jesus. The Lord, Son, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think part of it in my head is that little bit of like, you might never hear from me, but maybe the first words that are ever spoken over you is love, even though it's a yeah. little weird to say that to a cup, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's, it's more like, I don't look at it as that. I think of, you know, this might be the existence of someone, mm-hmm. you know, that would not have existed had it not, had not done this. You answered all of my questions that I'd written down. Um, do you have any questions for me? Or do you feel like there, you have anything that you haven't processed with this whole thing? Any doubts? Anything that worries you? I mean, aside from, you know, not knowing, yeah. the kids not knowing who their dad is ever. Yeah, I just I was kind of curious. I was kind of curious, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay, like, so you go through it and you have, have the, the boy or the girl. Like... Do you have like like a vision for their life? Like, I mean, like, I'm not to control it, but like, like, what's your hope for them? 
That's a great question. It makes me sort of uh, have a little bit of doubt because I don't have a vision for their life. I, I have no idea what would happen, <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest. Um, hmm. It's so interesting because you've been so focused on like getting pregnant that I don't know how much you've really talked about being a mom. I haven't. I, I know. And you're, I'm sitting here thinking about surrogacy because, well, with my dog passing away, I it, it did make me feel very negative all of a sudden and make me doubt that I want to have another dependent. And um, because Benny, oh God, I don't want to talk about Benny <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to cry. Okay. <laughs> Cutting it. <laughs> cutting it we're not doing a cry meter today the cry meter is at i'd say around a 8.5 no we're not doing okay, it okay okay <laughs> i may have just pushed it to a nine. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay um yeah it's just uh it, it has made me question a lot of things <laughs> okay 9.5 yeah, no <laughs> Thank you for making it seem fun. <laughs> Do you want tissues? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I want to stop crying okay. about my dog every day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow, I'm getting dark. <laughs> oh, we have to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take a break? Let's talk about delivery, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll Google how tall Vince Vaughn is. Yeah, Google how tall he is. Six five. Six five. <laughs> Six five. Amazing. Okay, so we're back. Okay, I just had a little mild breakdown about the dog, but I'm okay. But uh, he was a dependent of mine for 15 years, and I, uh, you know, uh, he had a great life, and uh, it, it definitely, um, I, I have never not had him in my adult life, really, um, and so I, I just, I, part of me just wonders if I. I want that anymore. <laughs> it's so weird because up until a couple of weeks ago, now I'm still crying. Oh, well, fuck it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, up until a couple of weeks ago, I was so gung-ho and excited about everything. But I'm, uh, I'm, um, I guess, scared. I don't know what's going to happen anymore. Oh, Molly. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You don't have to get out of you. <laughs> Well, it's also um, like you're in the pits of it right yeah, now. True. So you're you're in um you're still definitely grieving for Benny. So I would just give yourself space, you know, and not overthink it too much. Yeah, I know. Um, but I love the idea of surrogacy. I really do, and I'm really excited to talk to this um a surrogate um that I'm connected with now, and I'm going to interview in a week or two. Uh, she has uh, uh, been a surrogate a couple times, but she doesn't have any of her own kids. So it's not, wow. yeah, it's not, uh, it's, it's possible, I think, because that is a real big driving force behind me wanting, wanting children. Mm. Um, and so back to the idea of not having a plan though, I, I have never been able to plan anything in my future. I've never, everything I've ever planned has not turned out the way I thought it would. So yeah. So why even bother, I guess? <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's let life do its thing and see what happens. Sure. Um, you know, maybe things would be better if I'd planned a little bit better, though, you know? 
you know, when, when you bring up surrogacy, like yeah. after I broke up uh, with this girl, I, I think it just kind of like, you know, like I really felt like it's like, I, I need to maybe consider that like, I'm going to be single my life in my entire life. <laughs> but I don't understand why you would think that you because, were, were because you I, heartbroken. Well, the thing is I've never had a relationship. Like, that means like you've just from got, at that you've point, got like, so much more time to have one. You know, but the thing How is... How long were you with the last girl? Your it was, son? like, that was, like, seven months. Thing. But the thing is, is that, like, I keep making decisions and it keeps pushing me away from relationships. Just because I'm pursuing business. I'm like, I'm moving to another country. I don't speak the language. That creates barriers with dating. Yeah. You know, all those kind of things. And I, I would consider adoption. But I live in Colombia. That's... A problem because how do you, you they're not gonna let a foreigner adopt that uh-huh. lives there and that and dealing with Colombian bureaucracy is freaking crazy yeah you know on top of it being in Spanish and then like oh but then if I do adoption in the US and then but then you're coming to Colombia that's all sorts of issues mm. and so like all of a sudden it felt like adoption's not an option for you at some point I was like man maybe I would prefer surrogacy so at least you know, like it's my kid, so there's no government saying and then they can't leave the country, they can't travel with you. They Do you can't. know about right. the surrogacy laws in Colombia? Um, actually, they said that they're really you can't really do it. Oh fuck! Well, but you could do it here and then move there with yeah, your child. Yeah, but like the Colombian law, like gives all rights to the mother, um, and so there's there's no contract that you could sign that would that they could even sign that would protect them if if you decided they decided. I'm keeping them. You know, there's oh, zero okay. protection in that. But let's say you move, like a man moves to Colombia with his child. Mm-hmm. That's your child, right? Yeah. They're right. not going to... But if the surrogate were to change but, her mind... But yeah, not if... if the surrogate was in the United States. Right. So if you did your whole surrogacy situation, moved back from Colombia for a little while, got a surrogate, got a de- you have to get a separate egg donor. Do you know that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I discovered recently through the internet. I don't oh, know so if you, guys you can't have heard use it. the egg from your surrogate. no, because then she's the mom. God, yeah, this is all so wild. Yeah, and and I think that when the donor thing came up, it's like that to me was like, well, this might be my only option. That's interesting. And it's right before I'm forty, so I have this window, and it's like, and I really oh. thought about it, and you know, prayed about it. And it's like, well, at least. Maybe this way that there's some kid that some yeah, and, and who knows what will God happen damn, if one day you nuts. connect with you know one of them or yeah. so you're fulfilling a <laughs> biological need for yourself, but also doing something nice for someone else. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, well, we're uh, at about an hour. Okay. So well, we're up. done. I just want to say that um, if there are any women out there that want to date Isaac, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was actually thinking maybe you want to follow in Molly's footsteps and do a podcast called Relationship Cast. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, or if yeah. I wanted the surrogate egg hunt. Yeah. Oh, yes. Egg yes. Hunt. Egg hunt. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, hit him up, guys. What's your uh, Twitter? <laughs> I don't have it. Sorry. What's your Instagram? You don't have any social, social media? Or? My social media, like Instagram is my company. Well, oh, yeah. Monster Truck Ninja. Yeah. Follow Monster Truck Ninja and... Um... Facebook slash Woodby. <laughs> there you Do go. you have any listeners? Little, 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 little weird like, friend requests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for coming here. Yeah. Anything else? No. God, that was great. Okay. We love yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was a fun conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
that harmony, guys? I did a harmony there. Anyway, first of all, this is some royalty-free Cumbia de Colombia music. I really wanted to use Shakira, but it's not legal, you guys, and I don't want to get arrested and have a baby in jail. Anyway, uh, the crying. Yes, I could have edited that part out, and uh, I'm really scared that you guys are gonna think that I'm crazy and too emotionally unstable to have a child. I deliberated over it for a while, but I decided that it needed to be in there because it led us to a different conversation, the conversation of surrogacy, which is something I'm seriously considering, which is why I'm interviewing a surrogate this afternoon. See, it's all so rational. Plus, that interview was a week ago. I'm doing so much better now. I haven't cried about Benny once today. It's 8.34 a.m. Isaac Woodby, thank you so much for coming in for that interview. That was so interesting, and I hope all of your babies find you one day. If you want to reach out to Isaac for any reason, you know, if you want his sperm or you want to contact his company, go to Monster Truck Ninja on Instagram and you'll find him. Amanda Lund, first of all, let me thank you for, you know, being an awesome producer and allowing me to come into your home and record all these interviews all the time. You know, one day I hope to be able to pay you. And second of all, thank you for being so fucking funny. Hey, listeners, if you haven't already, check out Amanda and Maria Blasucci's podcast called The Big Ones. It's on iTunes and all the apps. Also, big thank you to Brandon Storms for uh, helping me figure out that biological clock stuff. Very, very interesting and eye-opening conversation. Oh, and thank you to Mrs. Google. You're there for me every single week. And you know who else is there for me every single week? You, listeners. Thank you so much for being there for me. If it weren't for you, well, I wouldn't be doing this. You know who else needs a big thanks? My Patreon subscribers. I cannot tell you how much your pledges mean to me. It's just, it really, I'm so honored and I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. To sign up for my Patreon page, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and, uh, you know, pledge a dollar or two a month and you'll have access to all kinds of interesting content. For instance, if you want to hear the whole conversation that Isaac and I had about his sponsored child, Isak, in Colombia, it's very interesting and I'll be posting that on the Patreon this afternoon. As always, you can reach me at spermcast at gmail.com. You can call my hotline at 323-741-1818. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at spermcast. So easy. If you haven't already, do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, wait, that reminds me. One person gave me a three. Now, if that's how you really feel about the podcast, that's totally fine. But I think that was probably a mistake and you did that by accident. So go back and fix it, okay? Great. I think that's it. I'm gonna go have a fun day. Love you guys. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay to straight, black to white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 